Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to help you answer the question, in case you've been asking it, should you be a project specialist? Now, what I mean by that is a project specialist is someone who specializes in a particular type of project. You may have heard of uh, Gordon Graham, who is known in the trade as that white paper guy. Well, he obviously specializes in white paper, and probably 90% of the work he does is writing white papers for companies. So he is a project specialist. White papers is not the only specialty. There are other types of projects you can specialize in as well. But should you take that route? Should you become a project specialist? Well, let me um, illustrate this by telling you a bit of a story about my experience in project specialty, specialties. Rather, As you may know, I'm more of a generalist. Uh, my approach is to uh, position myself as the go-to copywriter for the clients that I work with. And as such, I like to be versatile and I'm, I'm able to write a variety of marketing communications for a company. So if they need me to write uh, their website and their emails, I can do that. If they need a white paper and case study, I can do that. So I focus on being very versatile. But I didn't always take that approach. Years ago, probably 14, 15 years ago, I decided I was going to be a project specialist. And what I tried specializing in was writing annual reports. Now, you may not think of annual reports as a project specialist uh, specialty, and actually, these days, it really isn't. I don't know very many writers who specialize in writing annual reports because they're not the same type of project today as they were 15 years ago. But 15 years ago, writing an annual report was a lucrative writing gig. You could get easily five up to $10,000 to write a company's annual report. And every year, companies would publish these thick, glossy annual reports, uh, and they would spend a fortune on it. Uh, sometimes these reports would be, you know, 100 pages long. They're like little books uh, with, with top-shelf design and, and really well-published and well-written. And they wouldn't mind dropping five to $10,000 on a writer to help them write their annual report. So I thought I was going to specialize in this area. Um, and I jumped in for a few months, and I found out that I really didn't like it. There's a lot of things I didn't like about writing annual reports. I got bored from writing one after another. It was taking me a long time to get some traction. You know, there was many weeks where I didn't have a gig writing an annual report. Fortunately, I still had some other copywriting gigs I was working on that weren't annual reports. And also, I discovered that specializing in that area uh, was a little like being a tax accountant. You know, when are tax accountants most uh, busy? Well, they're crazy busy in the spring because they're doing taxes. Being an annual report writer back then was very similar. A lot of company year-ends would end uh, December 31st. So they would produce their annual reports in the spring. So spring, I was crazy busy and then not so busy the rest of the year. So my adventure in becoming a project specialist ended, and I went back to being a generalist. It was much, 
more uh, happy to do so. But even though my, um, my adventure in that area didn't work out for me, it has worked out for many other copywriters. There are copywriters who, well, I've just told you about Gordon Graham, who specializes in white papers. Uh, there's Casey Hibbert, who specializes in case studies. There's uh, Michael Katz, who for many years exclusively specialized in e-newsletters, although he recently branched out. So there are many writers who have become very successful as project specialists and have really made their name in, in a particular area, a particular project area. So this is something that could work out for you. So let me see if I can help you answer that question. Should you become a project specialist? First, let me go over some of the different types of project specialties that I see on the market that are viable, that people can actually specialize in. I mentioned white papers and case studies. You can specialize in writing uh, websites. There are a lot of people who write uh, who uh, write websites and just focus in that area. I know a few copywriters who do that. Uh, you can specialize in advertising, online advertising, print advertising. You can specialize in writing e-newsletters like Michael Katz does. You can specialize in writing something related like blogs. I, I know a lot of people who specialize in writing and managing blogs. Social media uh, is not such a specialty now as it once was when social media was brand new. But still, uh, managing a company's social media by creating the, the, the updates and the tweets is still uh, a, a pretty good specialty for copywriters. Videos are also a special. I know some, some copywriters specialize in videos and they join forces with a production company so they can offer a full service. And there may be some other projects that I just can't think of right now that you may be able to specialize in, but those are probably the top eight or nine that I mentioned there. So what are the advantages of specializing, of becoming a project specialist. Why would you want to do this? Well, there are four advantages that I can think of. The first advantage is this, is that when you're a project specialist, you can get known as a top expert in your field very, very quickly. It's like focusing on a niche market, like it's like focusing on a on the industrial parts market or the uh, sports timing software market, some narrow niche like that, because you're narrowly focused, you could become known in, in that area very, very quickly and therefore get more word of mouth business and it just becomes easier to market yourself. The same thing with becoming a project specialist. If you were going to specialize, let's say, in email campaigns, and, and that's all you do is B2B email campaigns, writing emails and perhaps writing the landing pages that goes with the emails, uh, you can become well-known in that one area very, very quickly. And by the way, I know some copywriters who specialize just in emails, and they're email marketing specialists when it comes to copywriting. Um, and you, so you can become well-known very, very quickly and become more successful very quickly. And not only do you become well-known very quickly, but you do become a top expert very quickly. If, you're, if all you're doing is writing emails, and that's day in and day out, and you're studying email marketing, you're writing emails, and you're helping companies write their email marketing campaigns, you are going to get better and better and better very, very quickly, aren't you? Because you're focusing in on one thing. If all you're doing is writing case studies, you know, um, 
you know, after you've written your 50th case study, you're going to become pretty good, <laughs> okay? So you do become good very quickly as well. And also, you can usually command top rates. If you are the specialist in case studies or the specialist in social media or the specialist in writing uh, B2B sales pages or websites, then you can expect to be able to charge a top fee. In fact, prospective clients will expect to pay top fees because they're dealing with a specialist. Uh, it's just like in the medical community that you pay a brain surgeon who's a specialist a lot more than you pay a general practitioner. Uh, same thing goes here. If you're a specialist in, in writing websites, and that's what you do, you strategize and write websites, uh, and you're really, really good at it, well, you can expect to uh, charge a top fee for that because you're a specialist. And another advantage is what I call the power of repeat. <laughs> what I mean by that is, is that if you're writing the same type of project over and over and over and over again, let's say you're writing uh, websites or writing case studies over and over and over again, well, obviously, you're going to start getting really good really fast. You're going to develop systems and an approach that allows you to do that work very, very quickly. You're going to become very, very productive very, very fast. It's going to become easy for you, fun for you. And as a result, you benefit from that. I mean, pretty soon, if you're specializing in case studies, your first case study is going to take you a long time. But your 50th case study, you might be able to knock off in three or four hours. And it's going to be great because you're so good at it and so fast at it and so productive at it. And yet you're charging the same top rate. You know, you're going to be much more profitable. Okay, so it has that advantage, the power of repeat. So those are the advantages. But what's the downside of focusing on a project specialty and being a project specialist? Well, there is a downside. Uh, and there's four downsides, in fact. Uh, number one, you need to attract and win more clients consistently. If you're a generalist and you're writing everything for a company, when you think about it, you only really need three or four or five really good clients to fill your schedule with all the lucrative work you can handle. But if you're focusing only on one type of project, let's say you're focusing on just writing white papers, well, you're going to need a lot more clients in order to fill your schedule because you may land one client, write a website for that, uh, write a white paper for that client, and then they may not need another white paper maybe for another few months or a year. So you've already done the work for that one client. You got one white paper. You're going to have to find another client, right? So if you're going to focus on case studies or white papers or websites or social media, you're going to need a lot more clients. And as a result, you, you're going to have to be attracting a lot of leads uh, and taking on a lot of clients consistently. So you're going to have to do more marketing and self-promotion. Also, if it takes longer to be established as a project specialist. Okay, If you're starting from scratch in your copywriting business, if you're a generalist as far as projects are concerned, then you like you know you could land two or three clients fairly quickly and boom your your business is booming but it takes longer if you're going to be a project specialist it takes longer to get off the ground longer to get established as a project specialist longer to land enough clients to keep you busy it's a longer road it may be worth it for you because you may love 
you know, working on a, a particular type of project. But you have to know, it's going to take longer for you to, su- to succeed. So factor that into your planning. And also, you might get bored. You know, uh, I really liked writing annual reports 15 years ago, which I did for a few months. And I didn't get bored during that period, but I could see myself getting bored. I could see myself getting bored of the issues and kind of writing the same kind of thing all the time. Um, You know, so you got to be careful if you're going to be a project specialist. You're going to be primarily writing the same type of project over and over and over again. You know, you might get bored. Now, I've spoken to other project specialists. I I know Casey Hibbert, for example, has written over a thousand case studies. She claims she doesn't get bored. She loves it, just loves it. Same thing with uh, Gordon Graham with white papers and many other project specialists I've spoken with. Uh, They don't get bored, okay? So you may not get bored, but there is a risk. And the final thing is that things may change. You know, if you focus on... Uh, well, let's say, for example, you were a B2B direct mail copywriter. I mean, 15 years ago, I was writing a lot of B2B direct mail. Well, guess what happened? A lot of those types of campaigns went online and companies started to shrink their budget in the area of direct mail. So pretty soon, being a direct mail project specialist exclusively was a lot was getting tough to do because companies weren't spending as much money on direct mail. By the way, I think that's changing a little bit. But a few years ago, you know, the bottom fell out of the B2B direct mail market. So uh, being a project specialist there would have been difficult. So things might change and the demand for the project that you're writing may change. You know, uh, you you just never know. So you might be a project specialist and then 10 years down the road, you're established with this type of project, but nobody wants it anymore. Or there's a lot of competition, or it doesn't pay as well anymore, and you may have to change to a new specialty. Uh, that's going to happen no matter what, probably, no matter, even if you specialize in an in a industry niche, that may change. But you got to be prepared for that. So those are the disadvantages. Now, should you become a project specialist after all? Well, let me give you some criteria. If you have experience in a particular type of project. Okay, let's say you've written a few case studies or you've taken on a few blog writing and management projects or you uh, handle social media for a couple of companies and you really like it. If you have some experience, then yes, it might make sense for you to specialize in that project if you like it. Uh, The reason is that you're already doing it. So you know that you like it. You know what you're getting into. It's very difficult to decide to be a case study writer If you've never written case studies before, you should write a couple professionally before you make that decision. You got to know what you're getting yourself into. You may not like it. Okay, you want to find out. So you should have some experience in the project you're writing writing about before you decide to become a project specialist in that type of project. Here's another criteria. You want to make sure there's a demand for those types of project specialists. Now, there's a demand for white paper writers. There's a demand for website writers. There's a demand for advertising writers. And and companies are looking for specialists in those areas. But what if you want to specialize in cell sheets? You know, like a cell sheet is a type of brochure. Uh, Should you be the cell sheets writer and specialist? 
I, you know, honestly, I doubt that would work because companies aren't really looking for specialists in those areas. Yeah, they want sell sheets well written. I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago on writing sell sheets, but it's a little like at, you know finding a specialist to put a splint on your broken toe. You know, usually most people will trust their general practitioner to do that for them. They don't want to spend the money or go or, or go to a, a specialist in, in, you know, in toe fixing in order to fix their broken toe. The companies aren't looking for specialists in, in sell sheets. They are for other categories, but not for sell sheets. So you want to make sure that whichever project you want to specialize in, there's a demand. The companies are looking for specialists in those areas. Another criteria is that you like it, that you enjoy working on those types of projects. You've got to really love it. You've got to want to get up in the morning and work on those types of projects all day long. You want to make sure that you like it because you're going to be doing a lot of this type of work. And finally, if you're going to be a project specialist, you have to be willing to give it time. It takes longer to be successful as a project specialist as it does focusing on a niche or just being a total generalist. Okay, And you've got to know that that it takes a little bit longer. It's a longer road. So if you, have, if you can afford to give it time, then it might make sense for you to be a project specialist. So I hope that helps you answer the question, should you be a project specialist? Well, that's this week's B2B Writing Success podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And by the way, you can listen to this podcast or all the previous editions of this podcast at www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. That's B, the number two B, writingsuccess.com. I'm Steve Slomwhite, and I look forward to chatting with you again on the next edition of the B2B Writing Success Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slomwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. <laughs>